Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the earnings call of F.L. Smith for quarter two and first half of the year. The usual presenters, myself, uh, Mikko Keto and uh, my colleague Krupsia uh, for Roland Anderson. And the usual forward-looking statements that uh, you need to bear in mind. If I highlight the quarter, the company transformation is progressing well. It's progressing exactly as we planned and a bit faster. Other main takeaway from this one is that uh, the exit from NCA is progressing much faster than even I anticipated when we started the journey nine months ago. If you look at the mining, order intake growth over 6%. For me, that is pretty okay. If I, if I dive into mining order intake development, in the product orders there has been uh, some timing. As you saw some orders coming in, immediately after closing of the second quarter. And when we went through the pipeline of, of, uh, of uh, quotations and wins, we are basically winning the business that we, we want to win. Service order intake was uh, slightly below my personal expectation for the quarter. And uh, the main reason for that one was the timing of some uh, capital service orders in the latter part of the quarter uh, in Chile, where customers optimized uh, fiscal year result and then uh, placed in the orders uh, then two weeks later. So there's a small timing issue there in Chile in particular with the service order intake. But the underlying business in, in mining is solid, is healthy, and it will support our transformation and future profitability. In cement, we saw a decline, as we anticipated. It's exactly as the macroeconomic uh, uh, kind of forecasting indicated to happen for the, for the cement market uh, in the middle of the year. And in cement, we are focused on transforming the cement operation into lighter, more streamlined and more service-centric business. And that transformation is ongoing. And with this order intake, what we saw, significant decline, but also we can look at the mix. We have 65-60% service mix in our revenues going forward. And also in cement, we didn't take any bad business in. So all the order intake, what we got in, in cement is meeting the quality criteria for us, meaning profitability risk. So it's there. And we continue right-sizing the organization to ensure the profitability of the business. In sustainability, there has been a good development, and I will go into that detail in a minute. If we then ha have a few highlights for the performance bucket. 
transformation is progressing well. One of the indicators is that we are roughly at the same level in the headcount as prior to acquiring Tusen Group mining with about 2,000 people. So we are down in the headcount about 13%. NCA backlog has been reduced to 1.4 billion even before closing of the COC deal. And we raised our guidance for the mining as a result. All apart from one sustainability indicators are, are improving. We are putting more emphasis now on the safety and the reason for decline there is heat related incidents. And, and we are fully aware that operating working in hot environments under the sun requires more tension. So we have all our eyes on that improvement. Then if you look at the order intake for mining, the product order intake is for me at a good level and uh, there is always a timing issue in the capital orders. And we saw some larger packages of products uh, ordered uh, in the quarter, Northern Star uh, in Australia in particular, but then we also saw some, some orders slipping into, into quarter three. But there's a timing challenge in the, in, the, in the capital product order intake. But we are winning the market share and we are winning the orders that we want to win. And we are winning them with the prices and TCNCs that we elected to have. So I'm very pleased about quality of the, of the order intake in products. As I said in the beginning, uh, slight uh, uh, kind of a disappointment for service order intake and that had to do with a couple of last weeks of, uh, of the quarter and in Chile in particular. Some of the customers decided to postpone uh, delay a couple of the uh, large orders until the next fiscal year and we saw those uh, orders coming in then in, 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 uh, in July. But underlying health of the service business in mining is, is really good. And also the mix of the services getting better. We are seeing more, in relative terms, more orders coming in in categories of spare parts and wear parts as we are migrating away from basic labor services which has inherently lower margin. So all in all, I'm, I'm pleased about the development in this area. Revenues, it just indicates our ability to execute. We can execute products, we can execute service extremely well. And that's why the, the revenue growth is, uh, is very significant. Also the mix is uh, uh, close to optimal, 65% of the sale of the service. And longer term, of course, that is very close to the optimal what we want to have. This is actually one of my favorite slides. 
I love this page. I look at it a lot because this is summarizing where we are in our transformation journey. 10.8 adjusted EBITDA shows that quarter by quarter we are progressing our journey and, and we see quality of the earnings getting better and better quarter by quarter. As we discussed in the past, the order intake backlog quality starts to be very good for the FL Smith. We still have a dilution impact of uh, mining technology, TK, which is uh, less than uh, two percentage points toward the end of the year. And we still are executing some low margin contracts from the backlog that, uh, that dates often back, uh, the deal making dates back to two or three years ago. And we are just executing those. But all in all, this is summarizing the journey where we are on and how we can improve our performance uh, quarter by quarter. If we then look at uh, the order intake for cement, this is pretty much what we expected to happen in the cement market. And, and there are a couple of takeaways from this order intake. We are disciplined, refusing to take low margin, loss-making orders in cement products and capital business. We don't do it. And that has been questioned by some of you in the past. If you see the decline in the market, whether you are disciplined enough to, to ensure the quality of the orders. We are very disciplined in the, in the, in the, in the capital business. And our focus is that the mix between service and, and products would be uh, above 60%, preferably around 65 And of course, order intake, despite seeing the decline, significant decline, we see the mix getting better. And our full focus is on transforming the cement operation to become more service-centric. We started the transformation in the beginning of the year, but we are not yet done. It will take time. And of course, we are working against the market, which is, uh, which is not very good. We are able to generate consistent EBITDA out of the cement business with our actions today. 4.3% uh, EBITDA for the quarter is also well, not ideal mix. So in relative terms, uh, we executed a fair bit of capital in relation to the service. Over time, we want this relationship move into 60, 65 uh, to service uh, ratio. And we are also un uh, understanding that uh, uh, significant cost out is needed in cement operations to meet the lower demand and then having uh, SGNA and COX at the level that is uh, supporting the profitability. And backlog quality also in the cement in terms of profitability and risk is pretty good. One of the major achievements, in my opinion, in our transformation journey, what we started less than nine months ago is the NCA exit. We've been extremely determined for the exit 
And one might say that uh, we've been borderline aggressive with our exit. And therefore, we achieved the result uh, end of the quarter that backlog is down to 1.4 billion. Bearing in mind that uh, Cox Solution cell is not uh, completed yet. So very fast progress here. And, and uh, we are estimating that we are out of the NCA end of, uh, end of next year. And that is at least a year earlier than our base scenario was when we started the journey. I'll hand over to Roland for some of the more details of the financials. <coughs> Thank you for that, um, Miku. So adding uh, the whole thing up, uh, the quarter two, uh, 2023, a revenue of 6.4 uh, billion, and an adjusted EBITDA of 6.7%, uh, 97 million worth of integration costs, sits in the PNL, and the reported EBITDA margin uh, ends at 5.2%. Uh, after financials and tax, the profit and loss for the group of 118 million. Gross margin uh, is improving uh, for uh, gross profit is improving for the group. It's driven forward both uh, by the gross margin in mining and in cement, but partly offset by uh, the negative uh, gross profit uh, still sitting in uh, non-core or non-core activities bucket. Our SDNA cost. Uh, Compared to same quarter last year, now we carry the uh, full load of uh, the former Tusen Group uh, mining uh, business and also a chunk of our integration costs sit in SGNA, but 16.9% of uh, revenue for uh, this quarter. Our adjusted uh, EBITDA, as uh, Miko mentioned, 6.7%. Uh, we have tried to outline the bridge here a little bit, so uh, same quarter last year, 6.1%. Acquisition cost worth of 2% and therefore last year 8% adjusted. Since then we have uh, added in, uh, a revenue predominantly from uh, XTK's mining business. NCA is pulling back uh, in our cross margin as also uh, mining technologies is diluting on group level around 1.5%. And a few other items and then the adjusted group EBITDA margin ends at 6.7% deducting uh, the 97 million in uh, integration cost, we end at 5.2% for, for the quarter. Uh, networking capital uh, improved slightly for, for the quarter, 10.1% of revenue. Uh, there's a few moving items. Uh, we improved receivables uh, a bit and also uh, improved the work in progress. Uh, on, uh, on the offsetting part, we continue to spend uh, a chunk of the prepayments from our customers, but net-net a slight uh, improvement. And uh, consoling that, consolidating that up, <coughs> it ends with a uh, positive uh, cash flow from operations for the group of 372 million. A few investments and also acquisitions were made, and then a free cash flow for the quarter of uh, good 218 million Danish uh, kroner. And that uh, means that our financial gearing remains at, at level with the previous quarter at uh, 1.0x and we still will be below our capital structure targets. Financial guidance were latest uh, lifted up uh, on August 8 
And that means for mining, we are now guiding a, a revenue of around 17% with an adjusted EBITDA between 10 and 11%. Cement uh, uh, guidance were adjusted in August when we sold the uh, AFT media business. So uh, we changed the uh, initial uh, revenue guidance for six to six and a half million to around six billion. And the uh, EBITDA margin uh, is now five and a half to six and a half percent. And that is driven from the original guidance of four to five percent only by the sale of uh, AFT media business. So that means that cement underlying is still in line with the uh, original uh, guidance. Non-coactivity is unchanged, uh, 0.8 to 1 billion in uh, revenue expected and uh, a loss uh, between uh, 250 up to minus 350 million for, for the year. And that means that the group is now around 24 billion in uh, revenue with an adjusted EBITDA of 7.5 to 8.5 and uh, an EBITDA margin uh, reported between 5.5 and 6.5%. I think it's important to, to mention here that uh, we expect uh, the mining pizza margin to be uh, diluted by less than 2% by, by mining technologies XTK. Uh, we still expect to spend around 400, uh, 550 uh, million DKK for the full year taking out uh, synergies in integration cost. And, uh, uh, the guidance for the non-core segment here, the loss uh, in this year is uh, part of the loss to the lifetime of the non-core activities of 1 billion in total, and that's improved from 1.2 billion in loss from the outset. Then we continue to uh, have a good transformation progress. Uh, we still target the 560 million in annual run rate cost synergies to be taken out by end of 2023. Uh, if we look at a number of uh, headcounts, employees in the mining segment, as it looks today, have been reduced by 800 since uh, we took over uh, TK's mining business. NCA have reduced by about 200 people, and uh, the simplification in cement uh, since we started last mid last year means that. Uh, a more lean organization, delayed organization, and also with presence in less countries, have reduced uh, the, uh, the needed manpower by uh, uh, about 700 people. Also, uh, our risk management and de-risking continues. A uh, much higher part of our revenue is now in the category we call lower risk orders, and that goes both for cement and for, uh, for mining. On group level, um, we started out with about 150 uh, offices after taking out uh, or taking over Tusenkrupp's uh, mining business. We uh, we uh, target to get down to 80, and since then we have closed about 40. Admittedly, the low-hanging fruits, but uh, still progressing, uh, maybe slightly ahead of our plans. Importantly, also to uh, to note that our pure place separation of of our mining business and cement business into two separate uh, company groups is progressing on track. So we expect the legal uh, entity separation in two separate uh, corporations to be completed during the course of uh, next year, and that's also on track. And with that, I think we give it over to uh, Q&A. At this time, if you'd like to ask a question, 
please press star 1 now on your telephone keypad. Again, that is star 1 to ask a question. We'll take our first question from Christian Hinderocker of Goldman Sachs. Yes, good morning, everyone, and thanks for the opportunity. I've got three questions, starting with the mix change that you mentioned, Miko, in mining service. You've, you've flagged a shift away from basic labor services towards spares and wares. Can you please quantify the, the total mix for the aftermarket business uh, in terms of labor services, spares, and any discretionary refurbishments or, or other components that, that might be irrelevant? Uh, we, we don't give out uh, the kind of details percentages, but uh, uh, toward the end of the year, the labor part will be insignificant. So basically, I mean, it doesn't really kind of one way to say, move the needle uh, in terms of profitability. So it will be insignificant toward the end of the year. We are exiting a couple of the last large service contracts, so it means that we do only professional services, which is kind of high expertise services, and of course the volume there is much smaller. And, and uh, in upgrades and retrofits, uh, we are focusing on a kind of a standardization of the uh, kind of standard packages. Uh, for example, uh, I'm just using an example that uh, we would do upgrade to all our install base of high pressure grinding uh, with a kind of a, with a pro version. So that would be the kind of standard upgrade for all 150, 160 HPGRs, what we have out there. So that is a standard upgrade and retrofit. And, and uh, we don't go into this kind of a, uh, engine, highly engineered, uh, non-standardized engineering projects where you upgrade. So it means that also the upgrade retrofit uh, will be low risk and more standardized uh, compared to the past. But it will be dominantly, uh, I would say that uh, by far there is dominantly spare parts and wear parts, the, the aftermarket, uh, beyond, uh, beyond this year. Thank you. Second question then is on the, on the long-term margin target for 2026 within minerals, 13 to 15%. Uh, bear with me as I just walk through this. So consensus has 19.3 billion of revenue for 2026, uh, which implies, given that margin range, uh, 2.7 billion of adjusted EBITDA at the midpoint. If you take the new 10 to 11% margin guide as the base for this year, you then need to find an incremental billion or so of incremental profit in the next three years, which is about a 60% uplift versus the 2023 number. You've got 560 million of run rate synergies targeted by next year. So that leaves around 440 or so million to come from the other six building blocks in the bridge. Just trying to understand scaling those and, and the proportion that might be considered volume agnostic, i.e. the simplification dynamic you mentioned, uh, and also the de-risking versus, say, shift in mix towards aftermarket. Maybe I'll, I'll give a few comments and then hand it all to Roland. So if we, if we split the transformation uh, between service and products, in, in, in service uh, we're pretty far. So basically, uh, End of, end of the year, in order intake and starts to be visible revenue, basically we equalized difference between uh, FL Smith and mining technology. And as we discussed earlier, that we've seen significant uplift in order intake margin between last year and this year, because last year up to this point has been really high inflation times. So we basically done the kind of uh, big leap there in terms of order intake profitability. And I think now uh, what, what I see happening in services is that uh, 
we, we reach a level in order intake uh, what we need to support uh, the 26 target already end of the year. But then, uh, then, uh, then, uh, in, in, uh, then that is turning, turning into, into, into revenues. But then, of course, then the journey is much longer in the capital business. We are still executing contracts that, been, that have been signed well before we acquired uh, Tusen Group Mining. So we are, we are in early parts of some of those deliveries that, that were signed one and a half years ago, two years ago. So, so it means that we still have a low margin uh, revenues flowing through our books for the next uh, next uh, uh, two years. So it's kind of, but the new order intake uh, we have uh, we made no compromises in the quality of the order intake for products, so that everything needs to meet our standards. So we haven't, as I said earlier, I'm happy with the order intake, the volume. I think we are winning what uh, we expect to win, and the and the and the margin and decencies are roughly at the level that we expected. So. Uh, of course, then impact of that kind of low low margin uh, low margin uh, uh, product revenue will will uh, will be less and less over time. And then we still have a uh, we have a, we are not yet done with the cost out of the of the synergies, so we have way to go there. But uh, Roland, I think if you want to. Yeah, I think you, you pretty much touched uh, most of it, uh, Miko, right? So, Christian, I'll, I'll have to point you back to our capital markets presentation where we had the bridge. And significant levers we are still pulling is, of course, the, the synergy out, uh, outtake. So we'll significantly uh, uh, reduce number of offices and also people employed in the mining business. We will concentrate in, in smaller but bigger sites or hubs. Uh, we work uh, dedicated with product pruning, both within service and also with, within uh, products. So there's an element of that. And then there's an element of the backlog currently being built, becoming better than what we have historically. And then, uh, you know, uh, then we will uh, reach the, the, uh, the long-term target of 13 to 15%. We started this year at 9 to 10, now we're guiding up to 10 to 11, and, uh, and then con continue to, to, to push up. And that will enable us to close that gap uh, to, to the long-term targets uh, in 2026 or before. Both very clear. Maybe finally, just on cement, just curious why the, the revenue guidance is, is unchanged. Obviously, it, the, we've sort of had two updates in, in a relatively short period, um, but given you're signaling a slowdown in, in market demand, is that just backlog conversion? And, and so maybe we expect a slower pace of revenues next year. Um, and I guess just wonder how confident you are in, in the current backdrop progressing your aftermarket penetration rates. Yeah, so we're reiterating the, the guidance for, for the revenue in, in cement to, today. Initially, we actually set out uh, with, a, with a guidance of six to six and a half. And now we're saying around six when we sold uh, AFT. And uh, why can we do that? We can do that because we have backlog conversion. So assuming we continue to execute the way we executed in the first half, then we will hit, uh, hit uh, around six, uh, six billion. So we are confident about that. Yeah, and also about uh, what I commented earlier, that we are going through the service transformation. We are making the business and organization much more service-centric. It has been 100% capital uh, products, project-centric organization, so that transformation will take a bit of time, but we are well on our way. And, and uh, we are implementing new oper operating model, new, new organization, all that, so it, it will take... Uh, 
time to kick in, uh, but we've seen some early positive results from some of the countries where we are longer in that transformation that despite the market we've been actually able to maintain uh, and even increase in certain cases the kind of order intake but it's uh, of course we are even in service transformation we are we are kind of fighting against the market which is kind of depressed and, and going down so question is that uh, that uh, what happens with the overall market but uh, also that uh, then if you look at the whole PNL of cement uh, uh, we may, as I said earlier, we make no compromises with the quality of the order intake. So we don't take uh, bad business in to have uh, employ people. So, so we know that the organization require, requires continued right-sizing and especially the support functions. If I look at the mix of the people, what we have today around 3,000, there will be significant adjustment and especially in the support functions, which are far too heavy. Then we are looking at other measures to save costs in, 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 in cement. We are looking at COCs. We are looking, of course, there might be still something, uh, some portfolio decisions that we need to make for, for cement. But it's, uh, we are, it's as planned, but now we need to, of course, accelerate uh, that process on back of the kind of weak market conditions. But uh, we, we want to ensure the profitability of the business and we are less obsessed about the top line. Understood. Thank you very much. We'll take our next question from Andrew Wilson of JP Morgan. Hi, good morning, guys. Thanks for, for taking my questions. I've got two. Um, if I can start just on the, the aftermarket side or the service side in both mining and cement, I guess at the moment, because of the actions that you're taking in a number of different areas, I, I guess there's an element where the growth rates are, are quite hard externally to sort of see almost what they should be. So I guess my question is kind of through the cycle and it's kind of the next five years or so. What do you think the, the growth rates in those two businesses should be if we just think about the service component? I'm just trying to kind of isolate that underlying growth or underlying growth opportunity maybe versus what we're seeing at the moment. Maybe I'll start there. I think if I start for the for the mining and, and prospect, uh, I think uh, also in in in, in uh, mining we used to be kind of project capital centric organization, and and uh, but inherently the aftermarket is healthier in mining compared to the to the cement. So therefore, the uh, we are confident that we can we can grow against the market, whatever is the market market condition we can grow, grow above the market rates. And, and uh, we know that uh, we have a pretty good, uh, uh, pretty good uh, uh, kind of capture rate on the, on the spare parts, but uh, where parts, consumer parts is the area that we can, we can grow faster than market. And let's say that if the market over the cycles averages uh, three to six, uh, we will be able to grow faster than the market, but it's more in the in the consumables wares area than in spare parts. Spare parts are securing uh, basically the kind of capture. Uh, we, of course, we can incrementally improve in the spare parts as well, but the big opportunity is, is, is in wares. Then uh, going to the, going to the uh, cement aftermarket, uh, we've analyzed uh, the global aftermarket all cement plants that are supplied by FL Smith, and what we saw is that there are huge differences in the sale wallet between the markets. 
and, and uh, comparing our capture rate uh, for the aftermarket in North America compared to some other markets. Of course, bearing in mind that there are some uh, fundamental differences in how the different markets operate, but we see uh, opportunity there to, to grow the service just based on our install base. There can, there can be situations that there are no single new cement plant, everything is about the install base and, and we have a good install base and, and service base to, to, to develop in, in, in cement. And as I said earlier, uh, wherever it stabilizes, uh, we can grow faster than the market. But of course, depending on the overall market rate, that if the, if the market goes down fast and we are going down only a little bit, we are, we are increasing our sale of the wallet. But, uh, but uh, cement is the even more project-centric history in FL Smith and mining. And, and, uh, and, and we are starting from very kind of uh, undeveloped uh, kind of service operations. So there's, a, there's a opportunity there, but of course now we are facing uh, headwinds from the, from the market at the same time. But uh, uh, I, I believe that, uh, that uh, we can grow the service in, in, in cement. And of course, if you look at the PNL, if you can do 65% service and then rest products, then suddenly it's, it's pretty good for the, for the PNL as well. And the positive thing in, in cement is that the order intake margins are actually good. They are, we've been able to push the margins higher than what I anticipated a year ago, so that uh, it, it's really healthy, so that uh, the spare part margins on order intake in cement, they are very good. And also in the, in the products we are, we are at a good level. And the big issue is now with the volume is the, the kind of SGNA burden that we have, especially from the support function. So that is kind of, without that SGNA burden, it actually the business would look quite, quite healthy and vibrant. But as we are downsizing uh, historically from large organizations, I think it's easy to say downsizing, but then, then it's, it's, it takes uh, quite a lot of hard work. Thank you. Thanks for the detail. Maybe if I can ask a second one, and it's, it's possibly a little bit longer term, but if you think about the mining and the, the cement separation, and obviously that plan is in progress, so I appreciate this might be early, but is the intention that that will be kind of done without adding any cost to the businesses? By which I mean, if we look at the cement margin today and the ambitions for the cement margin, if it was to stand as a standalone business, is there any additional cost that needs to go in that from a kind of support back office, functional compliance, etc. Or you know, can we think about those costs already being factored in when we sort of think about the, the longer term targets and, and ultimately where we think cement might get to? Hopefully that, that makes sense. Thank you for that, uh, Andrew. So, so the answer is, uh, is a little bit both. So the reason why we are separating them is because they are very different in size and also in, uh, in uh, footprint in terms of where we have, have offices. And once we get that right-sized, you know, we can scale down a lot on offices, support functions, infrastructure, ERP platform, yada, yada, yada. And that's, then it becomes a, a small and more lean uh, organization to run. Then, of course, in the, in the absolute top layers, there's a little bit of, of this synergies if you establish a separate uh, corporate structure. But the, the, the advantages of doing this is by far outpacing uh, the, the, the synergies that, that will be on, on, in terms of, of adding a few, uh, a few support functions on top. So net-net, a lot of savings by delayering 
scoping in through the relevant market boots on the ground in the markets and where, where our customers are and not 40 or 50 countries where you know, we generate 80% of our revenue in less than 10. That's the, that's the plan. Very clear. Thank you very much, guys. We'll take our next question from Klaus Almer of Nordia. Thank you. Also, a few questions from my side. The first question, Miko, is to you. You mentioned during your presentation that you saw some orders slipping from Q2 to Q3. Could you put some numbers to, to that effect? That would be the first one. Well, uh, so, so basically, uh, there's a couple of uh, finer points. One finer point was that uh, that that uh, the the service order intake for 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 mining was slightly below what we anticipated, and then when we investigated, there was a there's a delay in Chile for, for customer some customers pushing the the what is called kind of lots of service orders, capital spare part orders to the, to the next quarter. So it's, uh, it's not fundamentally changing the picture in, in, uh, in, in, in service. So it's, uh, we believe that, uh, and VOTC is a healthy service market, but, uh, but maybe if you look at just the kind of top line, then that, that took a bit of a dent there. So, so that is then, uh, and we saw those orders coming in the following month. So it's not that it was, nothing was cancelled, so it was timing. And then in the, in the product business was, uh, uh, significant order from Marden uh, from uh, from Saudi, and, and uh, that was kind of a touch and go whether it's uh, uh, kind of quarter two or quarter three, and and, and uh, we decided that we don't look at quarters. We Nico is the best possible contract for us in terms of T's and C's, and then then it closes when it closes. So so we don't want to hurry up anything just to kind of meet the quarter and make compromises. So it's uh, so the baseline service I would say that uh, yeah. It's kind of back on track after the kind of small blip in the, in the last two weeks of, of the quarter. So, so, Miko, is it kind of a couple of min, uh, hundred million stains that within service that, that was pushed to Q3 or just get a you know, more a magnitude of, of effect here? I think what we said earlier in the year that, that uh, the steady state was like a uh, quarter four and quarter one kind of average. So that has been kind of a, a, a kind of baseline estimate. So you can, of course, can, can be up or down from the baseline, but that's kind of a steady state at, at the moment for, for, for service. Okay. Then, then a question regarding the cement division. In the report, it is mentioned that the underlying margins are stable and the profitability of the order intake is improving. So just to be sure, the quality of backlog is better what we see in the PL right now, I guess. Does also the comment about the pipeline imply same margins as in the backlog, or is the pipeline actually having a better margin um, than in backlog? So that would be the second question. So Klaus, uh, uh, I think there's a slight uptick up uptick in the in the future revenue comp margin compared to today because backlog is. Uh, of course, in service, the backlog is turning to revenue quite fast, so I think, uh, so it's kind of a small uptick, but then the bigger issue for the P&L is that for the decline in the, in the volume, we adjusted the cost level in quarter four, after quarter four for the kind of, uh, for, the, for the volume level at the moment, and of course, when volume is dropping uh, 30%, then uh, we, are, we are burdened by too high SGNA. So, Basically, the result is, is hindered by the, by the uh, SGNA, so that's why we need to do the right sizing uh, 
of cement to, to adjust a new market condition. So, so it's uh, like a self-help uh, more in, in, in inside the company rather than so, so we, can, we, can, we, can, we can have a profitable business with a low volume, but it requires a light, uh, more simple uh, operation model and, and, of course, full focus on service. That sounds good. That was all for me. Thank you so much. Thanks, Klaus. We'll take our next question from Nick Houston of RBC Capital Markets. Yes. Hi, everyone. Thank you for taking my questions. I've got two um, so the first one is on the product order intake for mining. Um, so you mentioned that uh, for some of the larger order decisions, you're seeing delays, and you mentioned political and sort of permitting uncertainties there. Uh, but then, yeah, even if we strip out the effect of the large announced orders, it looks like there was still you know, a pretty sharp decline in, I guess, what would be the smaller and medium-sized orders. Uh, so I'm just wondering if, if you've seen a sort of slow down in those decisions as well, or is that kind of purely down to some of the portfolio de-risking that you've spoken about? I think it's a bit of both. So I think uh, when we said that we are de-risking portfolio, I can't give the exact number, but whatever large orders we, we get in, we've scoped out maybe 20 to 30% uh, non-product non content. So most of the, most of the kind of large, large orders that we get, which are today, products, on panel of products, we could have uh, extended scope, steel structures, this, this and that, uh, which could basically impact easily 20-30% for the volume. But of course, that's uh, low, low uh, or no margin, high-risk sort of content, we don't want to have that. But we've seen uh, uh, slowness a little bit in the activity for the small, medium-sized uh, mining players, uh, because then, of course, they are more dependent raising capital from the market rather than kind of fund, uh, being able to self-fund uh, uh, like the, uh, like the top-tier players. And, and uh, there we see some, uh, some slowness. Uh, nobody's cancelling anything, but uh, uh, just cost of capital, uh, raising capital takes a bit longer time, and, and, uh, and, and uh, that would be a bit more in uh, North America, and, and the commodity may be impacted is uh, gold. And, and uh, because lithium is a hot, hot, hot uh, kind of selling like hot potato, so you are able to secure the offtake of the uh, of, of that production uh, and kind of uh, lock that in. But I think uh, slight uh, slowness in activity in parts of the world for for smaller gold-related uh, opportunities. But uh, lots lots of players are kind of executing plans as as uh, as as previously. Great, that's really helpful. And then sort of on a related note, um, just about China. Um, so it seems like pretty much every month that goes by, we get more uh, bad, you know, unencouraging data coming out of China in terms of the economic recovery or lack of economic recovery there. Is that something that your customers are bringing up in conversations that you're having with them? Um, or are they still kind of feeling pretty confident and you know, looking more... I guess towards the electrification story, sort of three five years out. Yeah, I, I think uh, when we talk to our customers, they seem to be still a very kind of optimistic, bullish about the kind of uh, longer term prospects of mining. And of course, most of the decisions are not done on an annual basis. So that if you make a decision 
of an investment and it's for, for next 10, 20, 30 years. So you never make an investment based on the kind of uh, outlook of today. But, uh, but of course, uh, then different commodities are impacted differently so that uh, I think our, our kind of uh, exposure to, to copper is really good one. It's 40% uh, copper um, in, in the order and take and that's quite typical for us. So I think that's extremely good commodity being and maybe the commodity most impacted by, by any potential slowdown in, in China would be then iron ore. And, and uh, iron ore exposure of F.L. Smith is, is uh, relatively small. So, so if you look at the mix, uh, number one is uh, uh, copper gold, where we see that there has been some slowness, but we actually got a good gold shop there uh, in the last quarter. But, uh, and then, then uh, uh, in the smaller commodities, iron ore. But iron ore is typically maybe the most impacted by, the, by the China. Great. Thanks very much. We'll take our next question from Kami Raylo of DNV. Hello, it's uh, Tommy from DNV. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, sir. Please proceed with okay. your question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, coming back to the previous uh, question uh, uh, on the on the mining orders, uh, just wondering. Uh, we have seen this a uh, couple of quarters. Uh, stripping out uh, the announced large orders, we are looking at the uh, sort of unannounced order level of uh, roughly 800 uh, million. Would you be able to say how much uh, TK was uh, of that, and uh, if if this is sort of a, a good proxy for uh, uh, orders to come in terms of uh, uh, base base order activity for small and medium sized activity? The largest product that uh, that uh, what we acquired from from TK is HPCR high pressure grinding mill, and in the world there has been no large HPCR orders for the last 12 months. So it means that uh, that impact of the of the TK for the product order intake is 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 kind of tiny, and of course uh, if if you look at the kind of annual uh, average order intake for the HPCRs. It's, uh, it's kind of uh, not very even, they might have a year that there's no single order for that because it's really specialized heavy capital equipment. Some year there might be 10, 15, but, but uh, there has been no significant HPTR orders in the world regardless of the supplier for the last year. And I think that of course uh, they, they will come, but it's more about timing. So the, so the uh, big tuition group opportunities actually in servicing the the largest in-store base, what we have for the HPGRs, and then the repair centers that we acquired. So for, kind of for the last six months, it has been more the, the service opportunity from, uh, from, uh, from mining technology rather than the capital. But capital will come. We are the market leader there. And, and, uh, and, and also that it, uh, we are looking at possibility to retrofit all the, our HPGRs and upgrade them in the world. So it's a, it's, it's a, you need to look at it more through the lens of the service rather than, uh, than capital. Okay, thank you. That's good. Uh, second question, uh, question um, uh, in terms of uh, second half guidance, you are essentially guiding for pretty sort of a staple uh, mix uh, in revenues, first half and second half. Any insight uh, to sort of a seasonality between uh, third and fourth quarter? Fourth quarter should be perhaps, uh, again, the biggest? I, I, I think we are, you know, we still, 
steaming forward with our de-risking approach, we had a, a relatively good service quarter in Q1, and uh, seasonality traditionally is Q4, so, you know, guidance is 50-50. Uh, Thanks. And uh, finally, apologies if I have missed this, but uh, uh, what was the TK synergy, uh, achieved synergy uh, number for, for the first half? Have you told that? Yeah, so we're saying, uh, we're saying uh, currently in the numbers 20 to 30 million DKK per quarter. And we will be around 150 to 200 for the full year because the last wave of synergy takeouts will come very late in the year. Thank you very much. Once again, to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. We'll move next to Elliot Robinson of Bank of America. Hi, guys. Um, I was just wondering, how are you seeing demand in your Mission Zero products relative to your wider product base? And is there any sort of like areas, either by size of minor, order size, commodity, or geographical region where this demand is further boosted? Thank you. Uh uh, Elliot, I think uh, uh, we see uh, the demand from mining to look at energy efficiency of the operations and, and, uh, and, and uh, of course uh, we have certain products which are kind of uh, market leaders in energy efficiency and, and uh, so we see the kind of all the new decisions by the mining companies are emphasizing uh, energy efficiency and, and in the process plant energy efficiency usually comes from uh, power consumption and, and uh, of, the, of the piece of equipment and then the, the latter part of sustainability is kind of a capture of the uh, recycling of the, of the water end of the process. But uh, uh, we, we see that it's part of all the decisions. So it's uh, because that's very much in line also for the cost that, that uh, if, a, if, a, if, a, if, if the product is more energy efficient, of course, its running cost is lower because almost 50% of the, or let's say 40% of the mine, uh, process plant cost is energy. So, so energy efficiency driving the decision. So in that sense, uh, we see that uh, in many areas we are leading the pack in terms of uh, technology. Uh, like a pyro, we have by far the best uh, pyro solution in terms of uh, uh, for, for lithium, which is uh, in terms of emissions, but still some customers might opt for cheaper solution. But if they opt for the kind of uh, the most sustainable solution uh, for the pyro, it's, it's ours. But uh, but we see that to be really driving, especially the large mining company decisions. Then sometimes smaller ones, they are kind of kind of balancing between the cost of the most optimal solution from sustainability point of view against the cost. But all, all, all the kind of major players, they are driving all the decisions for the sustainability kind of lenses in, in their eyes. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Um, I have a second question, if that's okay. Um, so your book to bill on a last 12 month basis is now below one. How should we sort of see this developing over the, the coming sort of quarters, given the sort of order and revenue dynamics that you see? Thank you. So... Yeah, so, so, so the book to bill is a little bit seasonal, right? And uh, so traditionally, uh, Q1 is our lowest, uh, lowest quarter in terms of uh, order intake. That didn't happen this year. And, uh, and then it builds up through second half, so Q4 is our strongest, uh, strongest quarter. And that's where you would 
expect the, the, the highest book to build? If that answers the question. Well, I was thinking more on a, on a 12 month basis because obviously you saw a big inflow of orders um, and now you're delivering on those. Um, so I was just wondering whether you're going to see a period of lower orders and higher revenue and how long you can kind of sustain that for or whether we should kind of see revenue moderate once you've gotten rid of that initial sort of backlog or the excess backlog relative to historic levels. I'm not quite sure what the question is, but the service, if we look at the service backlog, that will typically run off over the next two to six months, maybe a bit longer. Whereas the products backlog can be everything from, from three, six months up to two years. So if, and I think that's where, the, where, where this question is going, if, if uh, demand is dropping, then you would see a delay on, on, uh, on, until it, it hits through the P&L with the revenue. Is that... Is that where, what the question was? Yeah, give or take. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no seasonality in, 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 in products revenue, right? That's, that's spec'd by the contract with the customer. Yes, I, I think well, my, my question is different. more just, I, I think more across sort of the, the mining equipment players, we've seen a sort of bulking up of, of orders and, you, you know, across in general, we've seen higher backlogs relative to history. Uh, and it's more just a question of how you kind of see that backlog um, playing out and how long you sort of see supported yeah, uh, revenues from this backlog level. Yeah, if you think about uh, uh, kind of products business, capital business, I think there's still noise from, uh, from the past, meaning that uh, NCA Russ uh, uh, from the of course Russ was out after the after the first quarter last year, but they're still kind of and also de-risking, meaning that that uh, we are kind of giving up that excess uh, uh, kind of bad quality kind of uh, part of the order. So I think the de-risking uh, plays part as well. That as I said, if if we have a 100 million DKK order, we could easily make it 130 if we wanted, but why would you take steel structures and, and that sort of thing, uh, content for your order? So it's kind of, I think it's stabilizing in terms of that it becomes more and more comparable, uh, but there's still uh, some noise from de-risking, NC and a few other bits and pieces, so it's kind of a, uh, I think we are not yet on a steady state uh, in terms of comparing uh, uh, apples to apples to the previous year. But it will stabilize now that, that, that now, now we've been running this year fully with the de-risk strategy and that type of thing. So I think uh, now it starts to be comparable uh, what we do uh, quarter by quarter, year on year. But uh, I don't know, Roland, if you want to comment that further. Yeah, so, so if, if, if that was the question and I misunderstood, but <clears throat> so, so the first quarter we will have this year's Q4 that will be like for like comparable where our de-risking approach is fully implemented, where NCA is separate in a segment, where Russia is fully out, and where MT is, uh, or uh, former Susan Krupp Mining, is fully in. So there will be noise a little bit in the numbers again for Q3, and then we will have clean comps uh, as from Q4. Uh, okay, that's, yeah, that's great. No, I, think I've, I think I've got a lot of that, so thank you very much. That's everything from me. Okay, there are no further questions at this time. I'd like to return the call to our host for any concluding remarks. Well, I think uh, I'd like to conclude that uh, we, we actually have, we are happy with the quarter. We are progressing well on, on our journey of transforming the company 
into kind of a higher quality and better quality of the earnings company, de-risking, uh, focusing on the core technology and service. I think we, we are well on our way and, and uh, the mining market is, is solid. And, and, uh, and, and we talk about nuances of the mining market, but basically beyond those nuances, what we discussed is, is a really good market. Uh, and cement uh, saw the decline in the market and we are fully adjusting the operational op cement operations in, into new volume scenario and focusing there also on the transforming the company to be sim more simple, more straightforward run company with a more service focus. So, we are well on our way and I think uh, the, the quarter result uh, is evidence of that one. So thanks very much for your time and uh, look forward to talking to you all soon again.